0: Welcome to the Narrow Way podcast with Micah and Royce, where we discuss modern conservative ideas, self improvement, applied philosophy, faith, technology, and much more. Thank you for joining us today. Our topic of discussion: How to get what you want out of life. Ooh. Opening thoughts, sir.
1: Man, that's a uh, we can go. It's deep a broad that. brush, huh? Yeah. Uh first you gotta know what you want, I think. Yeah. That's the that's step one is having a goal, knowing what what it is you want. Everybody wants something, right? Sure. What would you say that everyone is selfish? Mm. Yeah, I yeah. would. A- a- and again, as it always does, it goes to me biblically, but there's not a verse that says, Thou shalt love thyself. It's not in there. There is scripture that acknowledges that people love themselves. It, there is, but I think that was something that God created within us, or it's instilled. It's it's inside us. It's an an instinct, so to speak. Uh, yeah, survival survival mentality that's just in everyone to take care of yourself, understanding, especially the needs like that. That I think is instinctual in almost everyone. I need to eat. Where's my next meal coming from? I need to be warm so that I don't die from any of those things. Like all of that is within everyone, no matter how much they've never encountered the elements or encountered situations where they didn't have those things. It's all they're present that, that that's there in everyone.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think everyone is selfish to a, to, to a certain point. I think like you mentioned, From a survival standpoint, um, it pays to be selfish, right? I mean, you got to keep yourself alive.
1: Um, The age old uh, saying, I don't have to be faster than a bear, just faster than you. 100%. I feel that I am
0: (laughs) faster than most. Yes. Not that fast, but just fast enough.
1: Make sure you're faster than those you're going bear hunting with. So
0: the question then would be, is... What we would consider selfishness and it's usually a negative context mm-hmm. right is that in light of judeo-christian ethics in light of western philosophy is being selfish wrong and if so
1: why and how it's interesting because i think we tend to focus on the aspects of selfishness that are negative um and so Because of that, I I think we don't um, see the positives of selfishness, because I do believe there are. uh, There there definitely are some things that um, are needed uh, for us, and that's why I believe we have been equipped with that instinct and why God God gave that to us Um, is for situations where it's needed. Um, However... um, I would say also that it's easy to be selfish and you really can set yourself apart from others by learning to see other people's needs as opposed to just your own.
0: Yeah. Before we go there. Sure. As far as whether selfishness Alone is right or wrong or bad, good. I think you can really divide it up into two different types of selfishness. And I think this trips a lot of people up. You have one that I would categorize as ambition Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or personal betterment or, or personal increase. You know, we'll just call every, all of that stuff, ambition. Okay. Like I want to have a better house. So I put forth effort. I work a better job. I make more money and I buy a better house. In my mind, most of the time that ambition that people have that drives them to do all these things that we do on a day-to-day basis benefits a lot of people. Obviously, on the surface, it doesn't seem like it, but it benefits your, the people you're working for because you're bringing more value, you're getting paid more. It benefits um, the economy more. You're making more money, so you're spending more money, typically, or you're investing money, so you're helping grow other people's companies. And really, when you integrate that self-betterment into society it ends up benefiting a lot of people. Sure. You know, that what for you is just trying to better yourself turns out to better many other people because you're, you're doing better. And then there's the other side of the coin, which is more, and I don't know of a single word really that describes it other than selfish. And I think it's what we usually can. we're usually talking about when we say I'm being selfish is increasing your own increasing your own self-interest to the exclusion or detriment of others. Right?
1: Yeah. my, My wants and my needs are more important than everyone else's. That's how I'd put it.
0: Right. And conducting yourself in a way that is materially worse for other people Mm -hmm. so if i if my comfort level increases the other person's comfort level has to decrease or if my level if i don't want to put in as much effort someone else has to put in more effort i think of this in like a marriage right sure there's certain chores you have to do and if you don't get the balance right one person's going to be considered more selfish, mm-hmm. and I think that's the bad kind of selfish that we think of. Like they're not pulling their weight, and in the light of, and we see this in the Bible. Um, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a core foundation of Judeo Christianity and all of the West. Really, is sure. is this fact of you have to put forth effort uh, to receive that reward. But I think the ambition part of it is important. And I I think people, um, a lot of times I think conservatives, not all, but there are conservatives that that think that you spend all this time, you spend all this energy trying to improve your lot in life, that that's almost viewed as immoral Mm. because you're just trying to increase yourself. But... In increasing yourself, you're bringing a lot of people up with you. It's like the rich get richer. Well, the poor get richer too. A lot of times,
1: you know? yeah. And, and and two thoughts on that. You know, for me, number one, selfishness doesn't. It, it's never taught. We're we're all selfish. It's natural. It's natural. I mean, you from kids being two years old taking each other's toys and stealing. You know, take, seeing a toy that one likes, that another kid's playing with, going over there and taking it from them, the selfishness is, it's in everyone. Yeah. And uh, that's that's the first thing that we need to understand, that no matter how nice a person is, no matter how great a child is, no matter how how great you think your child is, they're selfish. And there's always going to be something there that has to be taught to overcome. And if it's not taught to overcome, it will continue to reign in their life. So if we go forward with, okay,
0: wanting certain things is not immoral. Mm -hmm. But how do you know, you know, the topic is how to get what you want, right? How do we know what we want? How do we determine that? How
1: do you determine that on a personal level? So for me, I, I agree with you fully that ambition is not a bad thing, but I would add to it as long as the pri- the priorities stay, um, as long as it stays within the confines of priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, you even look at the, The most successful people in the world, the richest people in the world, most of them are alone. Most of them don't have uh, a lot of loved ones around them, or the relationship with their loved ones is very shallow, because there came a point in time where they had to choose between work and family, work and friendship. And they chose work, because that's how they got to where they are. And that's that's a very lonely place to be is where you think you've achieved everything you want, but then you have achieved it and you have no one to share it with. And all of a sudden it's not as attractive as it was on the way up. So you got what you were aiming for, but it turns out that's not what you actually wanted all along. Yeah. Or it's, or it's, it's so hollow or shallow without someone to share it with. Yeah. You know, and I, and i think that's that's an important thing and that's why it's important to set priorities before setting the goal so i will always make time for my family i will always make time for my friends i will always uh, make time for my church my my god these 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 priorities these foundational building blocks have to be present or it it just becomes a shallow existence
0: and i think if people this is why I'm posing this question is because if you when you really honestly answer this question those things those priorities that you're talking about they fall into place yeah they make total sense when you are honest like I want this I want a good relationship with my spouse I want uh, a good relationship with... Uh, at least a few people on a friendship level. I want a good relationship with my creator. I want fill in the blank. Yep. And it, not just because. It, what's the first thing? When you say I want the first thing that's I want a new car. Yep. I want the stuff. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I want all the money. I want. I want all the money. And there's a, there's a it makes total sense. Sure. But when you really Dig into that question of what do you want, and you're honest with yourself, and you have a shred of self-awareness. It's like, okay, I do want these things.
1: You mm-hmm.
0: know, when you can kind of transcend that materialism part of it, not completely dissolve it, sure, because that's part of the, what makes life enjoy more enjoyable. But defining what you want, and as far as how to do that. I want, you know, how good of a relationship with my spouse do I want? What kind of a balance do I want? What do I want uh, a soulmate? Do I want somebody who's my best friend? Or do I want somebody I can have a good solid relationship with and also have friends outside of that relationship?
1: And I think that's going to be
0: different for everybody, don't you?
1: For sure. You know, it's... There's no one way of of having a, a happy marriage, right? It's unique to every person, one hundred percent. And that's that's an important point: is it's not just what you want; it's what we want mm-hmm. together, and, and and setting yourselves up to to be on a path that's heading towards that goal. It doesn't have to be achieved overnight. And other it can't be overachieved overnight. Okay, that's that's the thing. Is is its journey together to get to the point of where you both want to be.
0: So how how do you have you ever formally sat down and figured out what you want out of life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, it's a. Uh, there was a point in my life where i was uh I was working at a bank and um, doing well you know it was it was uh I enjoyed it I enjoyed my customers and and i always always tried in all business endeavors that I do to um, find a way to help people that's that's one of my main pillars in life is I want to help people. I want to use the talents I have that can help others. And banking was one of those places where it was pretty easy to find somebody that didn't have their finances in good order. Mm -hmm. So, so you could help a lot of people. It's, I mean, there's many people that don't understand, well, how do I get a car? How do I get a house? How do I set up for retirement? There, there's so many, um, spheres where finance, uh, uh, you can help people with those, those different areas. And, um, so I really enjoyed what I did because almost on a daily basis, people would leave saying, thank you so much. I don't know what I'd do without your help. You know, that's, and that gives me this, this sense of a fulfillment, uh, a sense of joy that I'm helping people, you know? Um, and So there came a time, you know, and because so many customers started coming to me, enjoyed my advice or help or whatever I was doing, um, it came to the point where they were looking to put me in a place of leadership management, you know, uh, maybe even higher up than that. And so, About that time, that same time, it was about when we were waiting to become missionaries to go to Russia, Mm -hmm. Um, and so right at that same exact time, both things came to a crossroad, and it was time to go out as missionaries to where I would be, I had somewhat of support, but but not enough to take care of all the needs of my family. I was leaving behind insurance, leaving behind 401k, leaving behind all, all the things that most people have as a major thing that they need to have in their life, uh, to just go from church to church, raising financial support and prayer support to, to then go to Russia and, and and help more people, help more people yeah, in a different way, in a different way for sure. And, um, and so I remember um, one night, just thinking about it. Well, what what's important to me? Because I could stay here at this this bank and get a really good salary, be able to afford a house, a good life for my kids and for my for my family, or I can go to this other thing that's unknown. And, but I really believe that's what I'm supposed to do, um, and so ultimately, I, of course, I decided to go to the unknown um, because I believe that's what God wanted me to do. And it sent me through a whole roller coaster of <laughs> growing and learning, and uh, but I but I'll never regret it, you know, because uh, it was the thing I was supposed to do, and. That, that has been my compass uh, a lot of the times of, of finding what I want um, is learning to find what he wants to do with me. Um, and, it, and it sounds weird maybe when I put it that way, but, but learning to remove myself from the picture in order to allow um, God to, to guide me to what he wants for me to do and and it's day to day basis. It's not even just the big things. You know, people see the big decisions you make, and they're wow. They took their three kids and went to Russia. Like wow, that's something. That I guy's could never, nuts. Yeah, that's something I could never do, right? Um, but it was. It's so much deeper than that. It's a day to day decision of of removing yourself uh, from the picture and the, and allowing him to guide you. Um, and it's, you know, it's one of those decisions that has to be all in. Yeah. There's, there's no putting your toe in the water and seeing what the temperature is. (laughs) I don't know. It's all right. Jump in or, or don't, you know. But, but you had a strategy to figure out what you wanted. Absolutely. And, And
0: obviously that, that time prior to this, you you kind of realize that that satisfaction or that fulfillment that you get from helping people in general, you wanted more of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to and, the
0: point where you basically devoted your, your life to a, a higher version of that feeling.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that that, how I feel when I help people, it helped me find my purpose. Yeah. And, and I think that every person has something in them that is unique to them, to where they find, they feel that same joy, that same fulfillment with whatever it is that, that, that they're doing. Some it's, working a job, making a lot of money so that they can help a lot of people and give to other people or, uh, you know, some people it's uh, spending a lot of their time volunteering and, and doing a lot of different things for charities and things like that. It, the important thing, I think, is to find that that thing that is good and, um, and really... Um, Feed that. Feed the thing that is good. That that is good and brings you um, this 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 good feeling when you accomplish it, um, and and that helps guide you to the purpose that that you're supposed to have.
0: And a feeling that you earn.
1: Yeah. I I just think
0: this question of what do you want, in it is is so important because you can if you can define. What you really want out of life, you you can give it some granularity, give it some clarity, you know, bring it into focus. Yeah, you can you can pretty much have it. You can almost have everything you want. You know, if you're willing to focus on that, whether it be money whether it be fulfillment, whether it be a combination of those two things, whether it be uh, a deep relationship, like if you can define that, the potential that you have to achieve those things is almost unlimited. But you got to be able to define them and focus on them. I think so many people go through life, especially young people, you know, which which makes sense because it's, it's harder when the younger you are the harder it is to figure out what you want out of the life
1: but big question
0: the sooner that you can nail that down you know and feel confident about it and not just be superficial or super, super superfluous mm-hmm. about that question like oh yeah i want a million bucks in a ferrari um the quicker you can get there you know, And it is the journey to getting there that really is the important part. But the more actions you can take, the closer you get. The closer you get, the more actions you can take, so on and so forth. And I think that's a really important question.
1: And I think that the most common answer is I want to be happy. And we talked earlier in earlier episodes about happiness and joy and things like that. But that's not a, that's not a good answer. It's
0: too, it's not
1: clear enough. Exactly. And and there don't be, don't be frivolous with your answer. Make sure you, you really think about it because the path there is a, is a hard path to wherever you're going to go and and whoever you want to be and and you want to make sure that you get it right. You only got one shot. Mhm. I mean, it
0: could be one of the biggest questions you ever ask yourself. Yeah. You know. So how can we be we'll say ethically selfish in pursuit of what we want what's, what what's your initial
1: what comes to mind initially you know for me i think that it's so important to know what you want, like we've said. But it's also important to know what I want today. Instead of just having the ultimate huge goal, we need to understand the steps that we want to take towards that goal and break it down all the way down to, okay, what do I want today? And what am I doing today helps me get closer to that ultimate goal. Um, And... And I think that that helps us so much uh, to get that fulfillment that we need from going to work, from not giving in to our selfish desires. and. Um, our, I would call it our hedonistic desires, right? Yeah.
0: A little more selfish desires.
1: Can be ambition, I Can guess. be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can be good.
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, we we pretty much base everything off selfish desires. I want to be live, I want to be warm. So I live in a house and I have a heat.
1: Yes. (laughs) Which isn't bad. It's a selfish
0: desire, but it's not bad. Sure. But I see what you're saying that the
1: exclusionary selfish desires. Yeah. And, uh, and so for me, when I try to filter where I want to go, but making sure that I'm, um, like we said, having that good selfishness and not the bad. Um, you have to filter it. I, I have to filter it through the Bible and yeah. through, through, um, you know, when, when the lawyer came to Jesus and said, what's the most important commandment? And, um, and he came and asked that question to try to corner Jesus and into a place where he, he couldn't answer because how do you, how do you put, you know, certain sins above other sins and things that are most important for, because naturally in making something important, you're diminishing other things that are said and other rules, although you're saying, well, this rule's not as important because you really need to keep this rule. And Jesus just obviously perfectly answers and just says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Ooh. All of a sudden, selfishness becomes a guide to how much we're supposed to love other people and it becomes a a good thing for us to know how to love other people it's that phraseology
0: of the second part of that we were talking about this a little bit earlier yeah. off off the air he doesn't say don't love yourself nope right He says, love your neighbor as yourself. So, whatever level of love, a.k.a. selfishness, a.k.a. ambition, whatever you want, fill in the blank, whatever adjective you want to use, apply the same amount to how you treat other people.
1: And then he says, this is what, where all the laws and all the prophets, they weigh on this. Yeah. In other words, all of those commandments were trying to fulfill these two purposes. It's like you can boil down the
0: entire
1: book, mm-hmm.
0: the entire narrative, the entire story down to that yeah. of how am I going to conduct myself? Mm-hmm. What's the optimal way? I have some quotes for you. Okay. Zig Ziglar. Hmm. Quote, you can have everything in life that you want if you will just help enough people get what they want. Unquote. Wow. You can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough people get what they want. Is that not based right off of what we were just talking about? Uh, it is. I mean,
1: but, it, but, it's, but it also gives it a more um, a view from how the world, how, how we would see it. From a physical standpoint, Mm -hmm. because when you give to others, when you show love to others, there's this natural response within every person to want to give back to that person. Yeah. Because they did something for you, you you want to give back and do something for them. And so all of a sudden you're giving to so many people. Well, now you have all these people that want you to achieve what you want, which gives you so much more power to get what you want than you would have just by wanting to get something on your own. 1,000% benefit others. Number one rule. But I would give a caveat here because It has to be given without expecting anything in return. Yeah. Because if you give selfishly, people can tell. If you give expecting to receive something back, there's this the desire to give you back something is gone. It becomes transactional. Yes. It becomes a transaction instead of a gift. Yes because that that's the important thing is giving giving is not the same as um exchanging that's right. that's the important thing there is giving is hey i just want to do this for you cuz i love you that's it nothing in return no expectation this is it it's not here's what i got you for christmas what would you get me you know or, or even yeah, or, or even giving a gift and then having the persona of expecting. All right, well, well what do I get? You know, that it's not it's not that. That's an exchange, and and that's the important thing that many people miss. Is you can hijack that system, yeah, and to
0: you could say unethically benefit yourself and you know only do things for people because you know you're going to get something and that will work to a point yep. but it won't work organically it won't work the way it, it's meant to it's and i think it's really comes down to the heart it does you know what's what's the what's the heart that this action is taking place in or under
1: and and, and i think because sooner or later the heart comes out no matter how much you try to hide it. Yeah. And, and people, there's something within every person to to have this detector for somebody that's not being genuine. And, and you see that from YouTube and all the, you, where they have this fake persona, and then they say something, and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, they are not who I thought they were. And then all of a sudden that person goes from Super famous, it's almost nothing. You can hide it for a while. Yep. But you can't hide it forever. So it has to be genuine and and has to be real.
0: Another quote. Okay. This has to do with
1: fairness. Mm.
0: Quote, The foundation of justice is good faith. Unquote.
1: Marcus Cicero. The foundation of justice... Is good faith. What does that mean? S- seeking f-
0: fairness and and I hate to use this word, <laughs> but equality. Yeah. In your goings about, and your actions in maybe how you conduct business part of being ethically selfish is being selfish but also being fair being fair with the world being fair with society being fair with your family all the above the foundation of justice is good faith it's good faith's even a uh, I mean, it's a legal term. Mm. You know, when you do something that is maybe against the law or you make a mistake and it can be proven that it was done in good faith, meaning you had the intention to be fair and honest, um, many times the consequences, legally speaking, are less Mm. because you were acting in good faith. Obviously, this is separate from we would normally conceptualize faith being a a biblical uh, or spiritual thing. Sure. But conducting yourself in a way that Everything you do is in good faith, right or wrong. Because if it's wrong, whether you knew it was wrong or you didn't know it was wrong, if you knew it was wrong, you did it with the best of intentions.
1: Yeah. Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt.
0: Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt, 100%. That's kind of the foundation in which our our society rests
1: which is somewhat being removed I would say and becoming quite the opposite sure and that's what we're starting to see and we're seeing so much more conflict because of that it's yeah. always there were he was looking me at, at me this way which implies this or or the way that he said this word means that he believes this you know there's no oh There was no hidden message there. They were just saying this to me. They were just talking to me. It's like we're seeking for ways that people are trying to insult us or trying to attack us.
0: And I think acting, conducting yourself in that manner to the extent feasible or as much as you can to conduct yourself in good faith in everything that you do People will give you a lot of grace if they can see it, if yeah. they can sense it, if they can comprehend that that's how you conduct yourself in life, business, um, relationships, etc. If people know that you're, that's the mode quote unquote that you're operating in of good faith, the amount of grace that people will extend to you is, is, Far greater. It is. Yeah. And I think the, the amount of grace that God will extend you is far greater oftentimes. You know, we like to think of things as in some black and white, but just as humans, you look at somebody who made a mistake, but they were trying, you know, they were trying to do it right you you feel for those people a lot more than the ones that uh, they were trying to came the system defiantly they were yeah. they were being brazen mm-hmm. they were being defiant etc i got another quote okay better to fail with honor than succeed by fraud sophocles prioritizing honesty and integrity in your selfish actions.
1: Yeah. The, um, he, he probably got that from Proverbs because it says riches gained by, and I'm just, like I said, quoting basically what it says, but, but through wicked means or unjust means, um, ill gotten gain. Yeah. yeah. ill gotten gain. It, it shows that those, those things are, are going to either quickly leave and you will no longer have them, because someone's going to find out <laughs> and come for it. Or um, it'll be empty, and it'll destroy you. Because here's here's the truth about ill-gotten gains: is that because it was so easy to get, it makes it so easy to try it again, and eventually you get caught. It makes it so easy to lose it too. Yeah and you don't respect it, and you yeah. don't protect it, like someone that worked honestly to get what they received worked. Perfect example. People that win the lottery,
0: yep. not that I consider necessarily winning the lottery as ill-gotten gain, but it's definitely unearned gain. Sure. Uh, f- f- I think it's four times more likely to, to file bankruptcy within five years.
1: Yeah, so they're not even not that they just lost all the money they're in a worse state than when they began (laughs) right right and
0: if you can conduct yourself in your ethical pursuit pursuits in life you know prioritizing that honesty is will make it stick you know
1: I'm looking up that first because I want to (laughs) hear
0: it. Wish I knew it off. I know which one you're talking about, but Mm -hmm. I cannot quote it. The honesty thing, when people, it's kind of like the good faith thing, and it might even be the same thing. But when people n- know that you're honest, they will want re- to reward you for that. Sometimes materially, sometimes immaterially, but people value that in someone. And maybe you look at it through a business context and say, okay, if I'm honest about my numbers, you know maybe I won't make as much money yeah, on this transaction. But if I'm honest about my numbers in this transaction, these people will want to do a bit more business with me because they know I'm an honest person. Right? Yep. And I'm still going to make money, of course, but now I can make more money because I can keep doing transactions over and over. And creating value and looking at it and through a long-term lens honesty and integrity in business at least is the surest ways is surest way to success yep and I, but I don't mean give yourself away and I don't mean you know take the hit just because you're an honest guy but I mean being above the board
1: Did you find it? I did. So the best one that I see, I think, that plays kind of into what we were saying is Proverbs 10.2. It says, Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivereth from death. And it's an interesting verse in this aspect that I that jumps out to me, is, is that the idea here is, is not only does... Treasures or or or, or wealth, out uh, of from wicked devices or 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 ill-gotten ways. Not only does it not profit you, but when you're that way, back then people were pretty quick to kill somebody else. It wasn't a, it wasn't a society like it is today, and so if you found out someone was ripping you off or cheating you, number one, it wasn't hard to find them. But number two, um, it wasn't, wasn't hard to go to their land or wherever they were staying, their tent, and take them out. Um, and so... Whack them. Yeah, so basically it's explaining that you know these sins are going to come back and find you the the ill-gotten gain the the way that you cheated other people the people you stepped on to get to where you're at will eventually come for you and but it says that if you're honest and you get to those places honestly that you don't ever have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about people coming for you because you grew your wealth or you grew your treasure. You grew the the things that you want um, the right way.
0: You know what comes to my mind?
1: What? The mob.
0: Oh, yeah? I love mobster movies, right? Do you? But it's a perfect example of ill-gotten gain. Yeah. You know? Illegal, criminal activity, usually involved, always involved. And, and they made phenomenal amounts of money. But what's the price for being a mobster? You're always looking over your shoulder. Yep. You can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Because you never know when you're going to get whacked. <laughs> yep. And that, that still happens to this day. I mean, less so on on a base society level, but you know, there are a lot of circumstances where we see that for sure up to, and including death for being operating without integrity. Yeah. Got another quote All for right. you. We make a living by what we get we make a life by what we give Winston Churchill hmm. being generous one of the ways to be ethically
1: selfish yeah for me that it touches on what we touched earlier Yeah, but also we'll be remembered by what we do for others that's something that I think he's meaning there is that what you do for yourself, no one notices about you. But when you go out of your way to do something for somebody else, people remember that. And and I think that's the the key to what Jesus was talking about as well, is it's there's this oh, I just have to serve others. I've got to take care of other people and all this stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, if you do that, though, it makes your life so much better as well. And and that's what a lot of people, I think, have this misconception about having a relationship with God and and doing what God wants you to do. And I have to I, I get, have to. Yeah, I have I to. I have to yeah. I have to do this, I have to not do that, and I never get what I want. Yeah. And that's and the thing is is you know, the the older I get, uh, the closer to death I get, <laughs> the more you start to realize ma'am. The things I have done for myself, no one cares about. No one remembers. And you can easily spend your life living for yourself. And no one ever noticed you and no one will ever notice when you leave. And Did you even get what you wanted? Yeah.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Because when you give... like we were talking about earlier when you give without the expectation of return you increase you benefit there's an it starts as a an immaterial spiritual benefit right you know when i put that money in someone's hand after i recover from the the loss, quote-unquote, of the material, the first thing that happens is a sense of joy, Yeah. right? I was able to help somebody. And then a sense of fulfillment. You know, I am a better person. Not a proud sense of fulfillment. Just a sense of well-being and fulfillment. I could help somebody with that spirit. Then you repeat that enough. And it's almost like the world looks down on you. Mm -hmm. God looks down on you. You look at you. Other people look at you, say, we want to do the same for you, but more. And it's, it's, one of those concepts that's—it's not quite tangible. Yeah. It's not. It's like you could almost reach out and touch it, but not quite. It's just right there in the ether a little bit. Like, but it's true. And you don't know why 100 percent that it's true, but it—it's definitely true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's been conceptualized many different ways across many different cultures. We've talked about in the past the whole karma thing, right? Yeah. Oh, you gotta send good vibes into yeah. the world. But that's there's a truth in there mm-hmm. that when you give up everything, you receive everything and more. And I think the big question is how do you do that? yeah without looking at it as like a like a transaction
1: yeah that's the hardest part i think because everybody wants to receive yeah and that's the that's that's where it becomes um so um confusing mm-hmm because there's this Okay, I want to give, but I can't give so that I receive. So I need to give and not expect anything in return. But I want something in return. I can't want something in return. So how do I give without wanting something in return? And there's this circular reasoning, yeah, reasoning yeah. That, that can happen. And the only way I say that you can do it is to remove yourself. Remove yourself from the picture. Look at the other person see the other person, put yourself in that other person's position. Because normally, if we want to help somebody, we usually give to people that have less than we have. That's usually what happens. That's the logical way of yeah. doing it. Yeah. And so so really, you have to learn to put yourself in their situation. But what's also interesting about the verse is, that word neighbor doesn't mean our neighbor across the street it means whoever's close to you your fellow man and it's interesting too because that's something that a lot of people miss if I'm going to a dinner just throw a name out there Elon Musk you knew I was going to get him in somewhere. knew it was coming I knew it when it comes time to pay the bill yeah there's this expectation that the person that has more money Especially if there's that much of a difference, <laughs> right? <laughs> that they're going to take care of it. And that's one of those practical places where you take care of it. Yeah. And, and how rare do you think that happens for him? Somebody that earns a lot of money, and it's known that they earn a lot of money, how it's often? literally published. Yeah, it's literally published. <laughs> and you take care of the bill. It instantly enhances his perception of you, no matter what you are. And it, and it doesn't have to be that wide of a gap. It's just understanding that if if I'm going somewhere with somebody else and I'm capable of taking care of the bill, giving, I do it. If I'm capable of doing something to help somebody else, I do it. Yeah. And you do that enough to enough people around you, and you're just going to see it come back. And that's what God's telling you. It's going to come back in different ways, too. Absolutely. Rarely does it come back
0: through the same channel that it went out. Mm Mm-hmm. Rarely,
1: yeah, it's interesting.
0: An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Ben Franklin, mm. how can knowledge benefit us? Wow, what a shallow question, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so deep, yeah if you want to be selfish, and also if you want to help others. We talked about this in the, when we were talking about education. Yes. It's like ethically, you know, is it your moral ob- obligation to increase your knowledge as much as possible?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to benefit
1: you, but
0: it's also going to benefit others.
1: Yeah, the, the interesting thing about gaining knowledge is there's never been an easier time to gain knowledge than now. And yet I would say there's probably never been a time where people have less knowledge. The majority have less knowledge. What an irony, huh? Yeah. And that's what, uh, I think that's what Ben Franklin here was meaning is that it comes down to this personal decision to never be content with where your knowledge is. To always be learning, always be growing that knowledge um, so that you can use it, whether for personal gain or to help others, what, whatever path you choose to take, it's going to benefit you.
0: You know, I've always found it interesting when you go to somebody in whatever sector or niche career you work in and you go to somebody that has a lot of experience in that and you say you go to them in a spirit of gratitude or a spirit of respect or both and you say can you tell me some of the lessons that you learned along and during your journey? Or can you give me some advice? Or can you what you're saying? Can you give me some knowledge that would benefit me? Which you can really look at that as like, that's just really selfish. You're trying to get well earned knowledge out of somebody and pay nothing for it. Yeah. But more often than not, what you find is those people go, Of course be more than happy to that willingness to share the knowledge and to be generous with it is I wouldn't say it's universal but it's pretty close people really enjoy sharing things that they've learned or sharing things that will help you especially when you narrow it down to like a specific topic right like say you you go to a a preacher and you say hey what are your five what are five tips that would help me in my my journey as as doing this or I go to an, a businessman say that I respect and I respectfully hey can you you know 5 10 20 30 minutes an hour whatever can can you give me something I'm not going to give you anything in return maybe I'll buy you lunch but can you give me something? And the value that you can get out of that, I don't even know if you can put a price tag on those sometimes. And you get it for almost for free. Because it's knowledge. It's like that has a special property to it. People are so willing to share. People are so willing to be generous with.
1: It's Yeah, it's interesting because... I. I I happened upon a YouTube channel lately that this guy goes up to millionaires. Mm-hmm. How'd you get there? How'd you get here? How are you able to afford this? What are some things that you could advise younger people to do if their aspirations are to be where you're at or or greater? And it is. I, I would. It, it's amazing how like it almost feels fake because. Yeah you're like does he go up to him beforehand and talk with and he might I don't know probably not pro- but pro- but like some of them you can tell it wasn't like they're just like shocked oh ho-, you know and but I mean some of the bigger ones like I think he he's talked to like a CEO of Blockbuster and you know a couple of other things <laughs> might
0: not be the best one to take tips from but yeah. well <laughs> well that's the thing is
1: he sold before you know that and that's how he became you know but anyway so Um, anyway, going back to that, but just, it's like spitfire knowledge. It's, I can't watch that channel and like absorb it all. You know what I mean? It's almost like too much at one time. Yeah. And, uh, but it's really interesting that he's made a career out of, of doing what we're talking about, of, of going to people that people respect. And first and foremost, they always give their credentials, you know? Cause I don't care what you have to say unless you've done something, you know? Yeah. And so these guys, they give their credentials first and then they give their advice after. And yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I, I know. Cause I've done
0: it. Yeah. I've kind of, it's like, Hey, you know, showing a genuine interest. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, what, how did you navigate a situation like this? Yeah. Nine times out of 10, Oh yeah. This, 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 and this. I did it this way. We did da 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 da. da. And it makes sense every and time. And it's like, right? Okay, I could have went and paid a <laughs> consultant or a lawyer for this information, and probably wouldn't have got as quality of information and firsthand experience in this thing as I just got from this person for free. Yep. I mean, to me, it seems like the most selfish thing there is. But if you I don't even know how to rectify that exactly. But I think people get a lot of fulfillment out of sharing the knowledge. Yeah, More so than any other thing that you can give someone. If You can give someone knowledge on something.
1: And it goes back to, I think, the principle of being able to give without gaining anything in return. Because yeah. when you approach that person and you ask for that and they give that to you, they know if you're asking, you don't know. So you're not going to benefit them in any way. Well, you're
0: probably not going to benefit them in any way, period. Yeah. <laughs> like they're <laughs> not so, going to get anything yeah. out of you.
1: And so, the, but I think that them seeing the humility in you acknowledging that they have things more together than you do gives them uh, a fulfillment as well. Of uh, uh, maybe a uh, recognition or a uh, just basically you saying you're better than me, so could you help me? And they've been there before, and maybe somebody helped them before, maybe somebody didn't help them before. Either one could be a motivation for them to help you. Yeah, and and it, but it but it is a pure form of giving without expecting anything in return because. Uh, if they're coming and asking you, you're you're probably not in a position that you'll ever be able to give them something that they want. An
0: investment in
1: knowledge pays the best interest. Hmm.
0: It's true. Any other thoughts on how we can get what we want out of life?
1: Yeah, I think it boils down to understanding the path that you want and uh, the first question is, "What do you want?" And and that was one one area that I would say. You grow, and realize more things you want every day. Um, or you change. Yeah, you change and metamorphosize, right? Oh, uh, Ten dollars <laughs> right there. But uh, you. So, like for example, you don't realize how important health is until you don't have it anymore. Good one. You don't you don't realize how important a a strong mind is until you see somebody or or know somebody that their mind isn't as strong. You know. Um, You don't realize how much you appreciate everything that you have until you see somebody. Or you yourself experience the loss of that thing, and um, and so that's what I would also advise people when you're thinking about what you want. Um, make sure that you really try to see all things, and 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 investigate uh, all those areas. Be honest with yourself. Yep. I got two.
0: Scriptures for you. Closing. Yes. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. What does that mean for someone who may be unfamiliar with the phraseology?
1: You know, it's interesting. I think this verse is the verse that the idea of karma was based on. Right. is, Is that... If you work and put, do good and do right, then those things will return to you. And if you don't, then they won't. Got to put
0: in the effort, yeah.
1: If you want to reap the bounty, yep.
0: Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom for the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again
1: luke 6:38 on this one i always think of a can of coke <laughs> and shaking that thing up as hard as you can and then opening it and just watching it explode that's kind of i think the the idea there is that if you have a heart of of giving then you're going to see that return to you and, and not just return to you as much as you gave, but even like running over, it says like more, it's going to feel like I, how is all this happening? Yeah. You know, I can't even believe what I'm seeing, how, how people have, are giving uh, to me. And, and, and it comes from giving of that in pure with a pure heart, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah of not receiving anything in return, giving to better that person, not to better yourself.
0: The only thing that I would say differ with with you there, and I was going to mention this earlier, but instead of looking at it, and this might help people who really struggle with giving in exchange, and expecting something out of it. Yeah. I think you can do that. You just have to change the, the framework. Instead of expecting something materially back, you simply expect back the feeling that you get when you give somebody something and you use that as the gratification mechanism for what you give. And like when I said I'm going to I put that 100 dollars into somebody's hand, I don't expect him to get give me two hundred dollars <laughs> I don't expect the next guy down the street to hand me a, a a wad of cash but i can use i can expect that feeling i can expect that sense of fulfillment joy yeah the sense of joy that i get from doing that and if i go if i approach these approach this this idea of being generous of I'm being generous for me but not so I can increase materially even though that will come. But I'm being generous for me so I can have those, that joy. I can have that fulfillment. I can have that well-being that comes from it and use that as the motivation, so to speak.
1: Well, and I think every person will find um, their own way of being able to accomplish that goal. Because why would the Bible talk about crowns in heaven, rewards in heaven, treasures in heaven, um, except to help the believer to understand when you do what i have called you to do don't worry you won't go unrewarded yeah i'm going to take care of you you're going to you're going to feel that overwhelming reward that you so desire and, and that everyone desires and that's the selfish part of us that we we want a reward we yeah. want something in return we want that thing and, and and it's and I, and I believe the reason God gives us this picture of what heaven will be like of that we're all going to receive the reward because we sometimes we won't get the reward here. Sometimes all we'll get, like you said, is that feeling. And for some, they say, yeah, 100 bucks is a lot nicer than having that feeling, <laughs> you know and, and they don't and so so that motivation of doing that thing might not be enough. And I think that's where God's saying, look, I I understand, but if you give for me to that person, then I'm going to then owe you a debt of fulfilling the promise that I've said. And anyone who's ever had somebody rich owe you something, it's a good place to be.
0: Oh, the richest you'll ever feel is when people owe you money. Yeah. (laughs)
1: yep for sure yeah so so having the creator of the universe owe you something is a good place to be
0: well that's powerful yeah all right man we'll wrap it up sounds good till next time thanks bye